Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us that five star review or you know a first round draft pick like everybody does tonight during their trades on apple podcasts Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com, the great folks at Lakersball.com, and our good friends at the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. And if you could support all of that, please support all of that. And if you do, and also a big shout out to our YouTube friends out there for supporting us. And if you continue to do so, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers today actually followed up. Yep. Rob Palenka followed up on his plans. I wish he wouldn't have telegraphed it so soon, but he was able to go ahead and make a trade with the Orlando Magic for the second of their two second round picks, the 35th pick in the NBA draft. They went ahead and traded a future second rounder in cash considerations so who do the lakers pick with the 35th pick in the nba draft well tonight they went ahead and they selected max christie a shooting guard 6'6 out of michigan state 19 year old would have been a sophomore if he'd stayed in school but came out as a freshman decided to go ahead and test the waters out there and he is now not pending a trade but i don't see any trades i know laker tom was hoping that Maybe they would package that pick along with none and THT, but as of yet, no word on anything like that as of now. But it looks like that Max Christie is going to be the next Los Angeles Lakers. And here today to talk about 
him being the next Los Angeles Laker, plus all the Kyrie rumors, and who won and maybe who lost in the NBA draft this evening, although it's way too early to tell. It is a good man indeed. He is the magic man, Sean Grice. And Sean, it is Gerald once again coming right back at you, my friend. Your thoughts on Max Christie before I put myself on mute and let you talk away. We know for as far as his first year in Michigan State, again, a learning experience for him. He shot well from the free throw line, which gives people hope that he can extend his range as a three-point shooter where he struggled in his first year, averaging under 32%. But people are looking at him as maybe with that 6'6 size to be a nice defensive wing, which the Lakers did not have very much of during the previous season. I don't think he's going to be able to help us now, but if he develops a shot, you never know, two, three years down the line, he could be something special. Absolutely, Gerald. Uh, I really think this was, um, I guess if you were going to put it in a baseball analogy, it'd likely be a, a single right now. Hopefully, it'll turn into a double down the line. An interesting prospect. And like you said, uh, his he shot 32% from beyond the arc this year, which is unimpressive. It's That's that's really not what you're looking for in a wing for the caliber of ball we play in the NBA today. However, like you said, he shot over 80% from the line. And uh, if, you, if you do a little bit more digging into um, synergy stats, he also has a really nice runner floater game. He averaged, I believe it was just a little over 1.13 points per possession on runners and floaters, which is actually really good for for a non-lead guard or a non-combo guard for a wing. That's that's fairly decent. So, like you said, he he he's really raw. So I am really hoping that the Lakers, you know go down a normal path here and sign him to an entry-level contract where it's three or four years and he can spend maybe six half the year or the whole year uh, with South Bay developing his skills and developing a body ready for uh, the, the physical vicissitudes of uh, basketball. I would have really liked to see, like you said, Polinka maybe not telegraph it so early because I believe he gave other teams, you know, that he's trying to compete with to win a championship, um, a line on some other guys. I would have really loved uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr., but he really fell in it. And it looked like the Golden State Warriors, again, that front office picks up another guy who has potentially star potential written all over him. So... But a good pick. Like I said, I think it's a single. I think it could turn into something down the road, like you said, Cheryl. But I'm happy with the pick. And, again, I hope for a normal NBA contract for Max and he's able to develop within the system. And we'll go from there. Again, I'm agreeing with you. I think it's a single right now, but it could turn into something much more. How he develops, obviously, with the player developmental skills the Lakers have, Phil Handy and several other you know, coaches that are there in both the Lakers and also the South Bay Lakers with the G League hopefully will be an instrumental part of his success going forward. We'll see what he looks like in Summer League, hopefully here in Las Vegas. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he'll develop into, but 
he is not a now type player. He's not someone that can go ahead and you can plug into the rotation right away. He's someone that is going to take a little bit of time developing, but I do hope that I think that he will be able to do so. You usually see in college ranks a market improvement in the shooting in their second and third years. So I'm hoping since he's not going to be able to do that in college, he'll be able to go ahead and develop in his first two years here at a nice pace at a nice rate. So by the end of his maybe second or third year, we can really see him making a contribution to the team. But any last thoughts on Max Christie? Right now, there's no other picks that the Lakers are going to go ahead and acquire at this point in time from what I'm seeing as the draft comes to an end. I will say that we will keep an eye over the course of the next few hours because all these undrafted players, this is where we got Austin Reeves as far as after the draft. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But your thoughts on Max Christie before we talk the winners and losers of tonight's NBA draft. I really think that with uh, a good a good development, if he's eased along, I don't want to see any um, extra added pressure put on Max Christie because he was drafted by the Lakers and there's an expectation of him that he needs to contribute right away. I don't think that's realistic for him or for us. I think that, like you said, Gerald, the right path to follow would be to put him in the in the capable and trusting hands of uh, our developmental coaching in South Bay and with in consultation with Phil Handy, I'm sure. And I think, um, you know, we get the, these seeds can bear some fruit down the road. It's just right now they're just seeds. He's not a tree yet. We'll see if he's a tree down the road. That we will indeed, but the rest of the NBA draft was there and a lot of movement as far as younger picks, you know, just a lot of draft picks going different places to different teams, which we always see. Didn't see a lot of big names moving. The big name actually moved beforehand and Jeremy Grant, who is now going to Portland. And of course, Tristan Wood, who was traded last week. And part of that deal was consummated today with the, I think the 26th pick, if I'm not mistaken, along with the the trade fodder that was added in by Dallas to go ahead and complete that, that trade. But New York was very active on the scene, making several trades. Memphis was also very active on the scene. The big winner to me though, outside of golden state, which I think with Patrick Baldwin and also Ryan Rollins got some nice sneaky little picks there that may be able to help them out later on down the road. I really think that a big winner for this tonight's draft is the Detroit Pistons. And Detroit basketball, no, I'm not going to sing the song. Detroit basketball actually played out very well tonight because they not only got their hands on the most athletic individual in the draft in Jaden Ivey, but a guy who is also one of the most athletic players in the draft in a in big man Jalen Duran that they, they got traded to him by New York in one of the most confusing trades at the time, a three-way trade that Shams and Adrian Wojnarowski could not get right because one had one half of it. The other had the other half of it. So it was very confusing for a second. It was like, what's going on? You just, it, you had to read between the tea leaves about half an hour later to get it all straight and worked out. But the war and the battle is always interesting between those two each and every time every pick came up to see who could go ahead and, and put that tweet out first. But your thoughts on tonight's winners for, for tonight's NBA draft. 
I have a loser in mind, but I really want to go ahead and hear your thoughts first on who you thought won tonight's NBA draft. Yeah, Gerald, I mean, to me, the big winner was Detroit. They they hit on all their needs, and they, like you said, I had, I didn't think they would end up with uh, Jalen Duren at all. I didn't, there wasn't any movement of him going there. There was talk that he may fall out of the lottery, but I mean, to it's not like Detroit was looking to, to, to pick up another lottery pick, but it just so happens it falls right into their lap, basically. You know, Troy Reaver really hit a grand slam here. Now, the question remains, what, what happened in that interview room with uh, Ivy and the Kings? What happened, right? Because if you're going to tell me that Keegan Murray – you think Keegan Murray is on the same level as Ivy right now? Okay. I could I could listen to that argument maybe, but down the road, I think this was a huge, again, a huge mistake by the Sacramento Kings. I'll, I'll say this in two things. But yeah, I, I agree with you on the Sacramento Kings part. The thing, though, is they've got the edict by Vivek, their owner, their governor, to go ahead and win now. Keegan right. Murray is a four-year player that's a mm-hmm. win-now yep. player. He's not going to go ahead and be able to develop long-term with a potential like you, like a Jaden Ivey is. Plus, they already had that experiment already that they traded out of with Ty- Tyrese Halliburton with the two really good guard setup that both play the same position. So it's apparent not only once, but twice they prioritized De'Aaron Fox over what we see with Jaden Ivey, although I agree, I would have picked Jaden Ivey regardless, but you know what? That's neither here nor there. They did what they did. Sacramento Kings. Will this be the same kind of mistake that they made with Luka Doncic? We'll see what happens there. I think a lot of people are going to start to murmur about that, but if Keegan Murray takes, helps them get into the playoffs this season and ends the 16 year streak, I think that's all they care about right now in Sacramento. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think uh, another big winner was, uh, oh my goodness, the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, the, the, the good times keep on rolling with them. I don't think they're going to bring Steven Adams back. I'm not sure about that, but you end up getting Walker Kessler. I mean, I couldn't think of a more perfect fit for John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. than, than Mr. Walker Kessler, who's a ball of energy and to me he's I'm going a little old school here but to me he's not as thick as Anthony Mason but that's who he kind of reminds me of at an NBA level he he's really got a a nice uh, passing game to him he can facilitate really nicely around the elbow and and a little bit in in the post they also got Ty Ty Washington like that guy falls right into their lap and what do they do they turn around, they trade. They have to trade either DeAnthony Melton or Tyus Jones because that's a crowded backcourt there. And who do they end up trading? DeAnthony Melton to Philadelphia. Right, and they end up giving, uh, getting, I believe, uh, David Roddy and yeah. Danny Green, which is another great trade. Well, well that so is to, basically for Danny Green, since he's out with the ACL injury, that's just for the cash. Yeah, basically, right. But, I mean, still a savvy move there really savvy you get younger and i mean walker kessler has all-star potential 
I mean, he re- he really does. I think I think he can make an All Star game or two in his career with a little bit of development. So to me, those are the two winners. I- I'd be willing to put the Spurs in there just based on their draft. I really like the players they got. And if I they think are, they missed, though, that getting a big man is what I think they really Yeah, needed. you know something, Gerald? I, I really think the moves they made really, really tells me that Murray is probably out of there. I, I'm not sure where, where he would go, but like you said, the lack of a big man in the draft probably suggests that that's who they're targeting in a trade with Murray. As far as the losers go, to me, there are two clear-cut losers tonight. One is the Knicks. It just seems that whoever runs that organization, it doesn't matter who it is, they keep making the same mistakes over and over again. It, it looks as though they're they're going to offer Jalen Brunson a ridiculous contract in the offseason. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. I am not thinking that they're a loser simply because of the fact that they got rid of Kemba's salary and they received multiple first-round draft picks, which they have retained after all the activity. They have not retained all of them. I think they got rid of one of the three that they were given by Oklahoma City, but which still has like 10,000 in the books for the next few years. But they, you know, they got multiple first-round draft picks going forward, and all they need to do is hit on one of them, and it's even show. And they got rid of Kemba Walker's draft, uh, contract at the same time. Fair enough. I'm, I I think uh, Usmani was a good pick. I'm I'm not going to argue with the pick. He he can play, but him, Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett. Well, Deang was traded to Oklahoma City. Oh, really? Was he? Okay. Yes. I, yes. So yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so that because it was. Well, it was for three first round draft picks. Oh, three okay. future so first round did. draft picks, and the Knicks traded one of those future first round draft picks in okay, the trade. So- to get rid of Kemba Walker that I think brought Jalen Duran to the Pistons. It was that confusing three-way trade that got Adrian Wojnowski and Shams all confused on Twitter. So Charlotte was involved in that one too. And to me, yes, Charlotte. Yes. To me, they're also losers tonight because to me, that was an ideal big man to put with LaMelo Ball. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think Mark Williams is a slouch either. At seven two, he can rim run. He can go ahead and be as as athletic. I think that he may not have the offensive upside of Jalen Duran, but I think defensively, he'll give you more than enough at seven two athleticism right there. So, Gerald, are you are you a little uncomfortable with playing him in the playoffs though? In a in a really well, big I'm, situation, I, I think that's. I don't think. I think there's a ceiling for Mark Williams. I agree with you. All, everything you said is Well, there's correct, a ceiling but, for most of these seven-footers. Actually, I, 95% of them. But I think defen- defensively, he's he's going to have trouble, especially with ball screens. He may still be have, have enough athleticism to go, be able to go ahead and guard on the perimeter. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be a tough call for any of these big men to go yeah, ahead and do but, that. I, I just think I think Durant, Durant uh, Mark Williams is a good pickup. I just think with with the kind of ball they play, they didn't really need a big man who can shoot. They have enough shooting there. I, I think what what you were saying is correct. They need a rim runner, rebounder, and either a rim deterrent or a rim protector. Williams can do all those things. Um, I mean, we'll see about him in the playoffs. I don't think he'll be a playoff contributor long term in the NBA. 
but I do think he can be a starting center for about, I think his ceiling is like a Frank Kaminsky. That's who I'd compare him to with a little more athleticism and less shooting. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally, so don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. One of the things I do want to ask you is with the Orlando Magic who picked Paulo Banquero at number one. Could they have traded down? Because I understand that he was really hot moving up the draft boards, possibly even to number one, because I know that the Vegas here just before the draft started took him took the odds on all three of these guys, Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, and Paolo Banquero. Jabari was the number one slight favorite to go number one but heading into today. They took those odds off the boards because they heard a lot of rumblings going on. Do you think that they could have coaxed Houston out of maybe something additionally and maybe still be able to trade down to number three and pick Apollo anyways? It's a tough call right there. I'm, I'm, I think it's possible. I'm just wondering if, if, if perhaps uh, Houston was anticipating Orlando and John Hammond probably doing something like that and, just decided that they were they were fine where they were because to me it's a, it's it's it was weird right because I was listening to CBS Eye on Basketball with GP Gary Parish and Matt Norlander and Norlander said the same thing you did Gerald he was absolutely shocked that the odds for, for what happened to Bancaro he was at something at like plus fourteen hundred and then he went to minus one forty five in a matter of, what, eight to ten hours? Yeah, it just seemed like they somebody heard something and he moved dramatically up. But I really think that Houston was really eyeing Paulo Bancaro at number three and they were expecting him to fall. I just don't think there's a huge leap between what no. we see with Jabari Smith, yeah, no. I you know, agree. Chet Holmgren, and Paulo Bancaro. I think you really could have done yourself favors by going ahead to Houston and saying, you know what, we're thinking about Paulo Bancaro hard. You want to make a deal? You want to give us something else special? Let's go for it. Let's talk. But, you know, it, it's still Paulo Bancaro is going to be a good player in this league. I have no doubts about that. I think the other real standout loser, although I don't think there's really too many that really made a horrible mistake. I know that Sacramento, again, I think Jaden Ivey is going to be something really good. I think that maybe Sacramento is thinking too much in the now and not too much in the future. I think that might come back to bite them. I think also as well, Minnesota made a reach with Jake LaRavia, who mm -hmm. we were projecting out maybe at the back end of the first round, right in the mid-20s. I think he would have fallen to them there, and they didn't have to 
go ahead and try and trade up in order to get him. I think outside of that, pretty much everyone fell where they were expected. Isaiah Mobley, I think I'm going to pat myself on the back, who I said on the air I thought could be, which I will right now, a late second rounder, and nobody brought Phil Barlow and Stone Hansen, and also I think Mikey V way back when. I don't think they all thought that he was going to be a part of the draft. In fact, he was not on many draft boards. He got picked up by the team that his brother plays for, Cleveland. So a little bit bad for me. I'm hoping he will be a good rotational player in the league, like I think he will be. But we'll see what happens there, my friend. But before we head on out, and thank you so much for watching listening as the Lakers fast break. Again, the Lakers select Max Christie, 6'6 guard out of Michigan State. A lot of work to do there. Comes in as a, I don't just only got to play as a freshman. Got to be able to develop his outside shot. Hopefully he can also get his body a little bit stronger so he can get be able to play defense at a, a level that the Lakers need down the road. I don't think this is something that's going to happen right away for the team. But before we head on out, you heard the constant rumors today about one Kyrie Irving about the contract impasse, about the saga that never seemingly goes away. And now he's actually given the Nets a list of teams if there's a sign-and-trade involved, if he picks up the last year of his contract, then there's a sign-and-trade involved, into teams he's interested in going to. He actually extended his list beyond the Clippers, Knicks, and Lakers to add, I think, Miami, Philadelphia. I think maybe one more was thrown in there. But again, the Lakers... You know, the talk of the town, because people say that with that Russell Westbrook contract, they can go ahead and make some type of space because right now all they could get him on is a taxpayer's mid-level. If he decides to say no to his $37 million final year on his contract and just go ahead and say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and and sign at mid-level with the Lakers. So your thoughts on this, I, I argued with, I don't even argue per se, but I kind of talked with Jamie Sweet and it's got a lot of feedback on YouTube in regards to this. I would, in a close race, I would probably say that I would probably take 50 games of Kyrie, which is around his average for his career, 50 games, over 80 games for Russell Westbrook. So your thoughts on that, because again, these are great players as far as, especially when it concerns the talent with Kyrie Irving, we don't know what kind of commitment he has, but your thoughts on this before we head on out. I agree with you. I think 50 to 57 games of him is is better than the alternative, whatever we're going to get. But I think this is all much ado about nothing because in the end, I don't think he's going to bail out on Katie. I, I, like if, if he does bail out on him and hangs him out to dry, because remember, Gerald, and you said you said it when it when it first went down. Kyrie had to ask KD to come to Brooklyn. It wasn't the other way around. Kevin Durant followed Kyrie to Brooklyn. So if now all of a sudden Kyrie decides he's going to go somewhere else and leave Kevin Durant there, that's that's a new kind of villainry for for the NBA. And if he does come to the Lakers which I doubt, but again, for, for that MLE, if you're getting him for 50 to 57 games with LeBron and AD, I'll take that. I, I will. I, I, I don't mean, under- he is my least favorite player. Yeah. And yet I, I'm saying that's how bad that right. an option yeah, no, Russell it, Westbrook it, is right like, now. I don't think Laker Tom and Joe 
and and a, a lot of other Laker fans just want to put past, you know, his his personality and his leverage and his demands and his essence and forget all that. He's box office when the ball is tipped up and when he's right, he's a 50 matters. He's a 50, 40, 90 player. I mean, and that's something that he has achieved on more than one occasion. Right. And how many, how many 50, 40, 90 guys are being linked to to the Lakers right now? Only one guys. Yeah. Only one. And then again, you're going to get all the stuff if you do get him and I'm going to have to deal with it because again, the alternative we have right now is Russell Westbrook. And unfortunately for many Lakers fans, that's not going to be enough. So I will say this, that again, we will keep monitoring it as best we can. Uh, We'll be back on Sunday night. uh, Just to let everybody know, go ahead and talk more about this. Johnny Blade. (laughs) We all knew who that is as far as behind the scenes here at the Lakers fast break. Do they have enough depth to win it all? If they have three 35 million per year players, that's the real concern. Well, Johnny, yes, that's the thing. Depth is the key. I mean, you see it as far as the top four teams, Eastern and Western Conference, look at the finals. Look at the conference finals, not even the, the actual NBA finals. Look at the conference finals with all four of those teams. All four of those teams had depth, had players coming all off the bench them. that yep. all made positive contributions. And that's something the Lakers don't have. And that's something that, that the Lakers' salary cap could not do. They could not dictate. Even if you kept Caruso, you still need more players beyond Caruso that could get it done. And the play, you know, the players the Lakers were getting and the players the Lakers were signing were were not getting it done. They were too old and they just did not have enough talent. So nope. Yep. Johnny Blade says it best. If you do not have the death, you'll need all three on point, and that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you what, it's great having you here, Magic Man. I'm hoping to have you on Sunday night. Can't have any BS issues with missing thirty games. Again, Johnny, I, I you know it's a it's a close call, but I'm going to go ahead and say I will take Kyrie Irving at fifty games more than Russell Westbrook at eighty. If you have to go ahead and put a put a proverbial proverbial gun to my head because you can't say the real thing these days. And, proverbial and he, gun, yeah, and, and I'm going to say it. Yeah, and just to end it, Gerald, you know. Kyrie's not the only difficult person to work with in the NBA. He won't be the last. He's but he not might the, be the most. That's true. As far as diva behavior goes, I mean, he's probably at the top of the list. Like, we're almost in Antonio Brown territory. Yeah. But, but people are willing to put up with your BS if you're talented. I mean, you're... You're a businessman, Gerald. You bit you've you've seen this game a long time. If you are talented at something, if you're in the one percent of the one percent, people would be willing to tolerate you to a point. Yeah, absolutely, indeed. Well, we're still monitoring the twitters for both Sham Sharanya and Adrian Roshanowski, who have been fighting each other even after the draft. And they're still doing it right now on who the Lakers might pick up as an undrafted. We'll keep you attuned on that. We'll go ahead and report it on our Lakers Fast Break Facebook page. And also as well, maybe put in the notes for YouTube if something, you know, just really good comes up. But we will be back on Sunday. Johnny Blade is saying, I think Kyrie will want to make Kobe proud in Laker uniform. I, he'll probably say mm-hmm. that, but I don't know about that. Give it a year. You see what happens. He wears out his welcome everywhere. 
We'll see if that actually differentiates itself. And hopefully maybe if he does come to Lakers, well, maybe we'll change. We'll see. He's now in his 30s, maybe a new perspective. We might help him on that. And Johnny Blade says, we need to hope that the Raptors don't make the finals. <laughs> I think that's a shot to you in Toronto, my friend. So, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't see it in their future. Maybe down the line, but tell Johnny I, I don't see it this year. Okay, okay. Well, that's not even anywhere near as bad as having Kendra Perkins doing your NBA draft coverage. But otherwise, I will say that we do appreciate everyone out there going ahead and checking us out here at the Lakers Fast Break. If you have questions for us, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break on Facebook, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, or hit us up on the Facebook page or YouTube page. Go ahead and subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts as well. We truly appreciate it. We're just truly thankful for everybody going ahead and watching tonight. The Lakers, once again, picked Max Christie. No news yet on who they have undrafted coming down the pike. That could be the next Austin Reeves. We're going to see what happens, but we'll check it out. We'll keep monitoring it, and we'll let you know. We'll be back this Sunday with the whole crew, hopefully, right there with us, right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>